Welcome to Inside of Bow, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing? I'm your host, Dave Jones, and thank you for tuning into this episode. It's actually a special episode. Um, I have, obviously, my guest, Ann Jones, with me today, and she doesn't come out to this podcast. This is only, I think, her second time on the podcast, or her fourth time, or something like that, and we have three years worth of podcast. But anyway, before what? I get to my guest... Are we bringing that? that up right now? I mean, We're going to get into that? Uh, before I get to my guest, uh, let's talk about you subscribing to the podcast. Let's talk mm-hmm. about you hitting the like button on this video. Let's talk about all of those things. And so anyway, just hit the like button, hit follow, subscribe, whatever you got to do. Uh, we do have season nine coming up. We're in between seasons. I need to take a little break and we have some dope content for you coming on the way. All right. So got that out of the way. So what we're here for today to talk about is the recent allegations against Kenny Parcell, the former president of the National Association of Realtors. And for those not following, recently, the New York Times uh, on Saturday, August 22nd, 26th of last week, uh, wrote an article uh, exposing an investigative piece uh, on the former president of the National Association of Realtors, Kenny Parcell, uh, uncovering the sexual harassment allegations against him by multiple women, uh, namely uh, a former employee who also sued uh, the National Association of Realtors earlier this year for racial discrimination and sexual harassment. Uh, and that's a pretty big deal. So we have kind of this situation brewing since then. On Monday, Inman ran a piece and he has resigned from his post as National Association Realtor president. And we have now President-elect stepping in, uh, who is a female. Tracy Casper. And yeah. uh, has, she has issued a statement. And shout out to uh, the agent, is it Jason Haber, who, who, who started, started the, the petition, petition for him to resign? Because honestly, what happens if he doesn't resign? Like, that's well, crazy. It's it's not just that. But I mean, when somebody comes forward with something difficult, like uh, Janelle, right? Yeah, Janelle Brevard. Um, that people showing support, I mean, people stepping up and, mm-hmm. and showing support. And I think uh, Jason's move was really important just because somebody needs to step into that space and provide um, an affirming statement and take some action. And and there was kind of a little bit of of limbo there as uh, people were waiting for a response. Um, And it's important certainly for that to be demonstrated and felt. Yeah. And I want to make sure if we got any of the names wrong, I apologize. This is kind of a off the cuff (laughs) uh, podcast. We didn't plan on doing this going into the day we were talking this morning. And I mentioned that I I knew I wanted to do a podcast on it, but I didn't know you wanted to jump on. So I'm actually happy you did because we need to hear your perspective. I think I have a perspective on this as well. And, you know, like it's important. This is kind of not kind of this is a big deal, in my opinion, in our industry. Um, well, and it's, it's not it's not just about this moment. I mean, it yeah, is a, yeah, it yeah. is a, it is disturbing, and what's happening right now is is a big deal. But I mean, it's obviously about a, a more systemic um, issue, and that's why like more people not coming forward and, and talking about it and addressing it is concerning. Yeah. Anytime a conversation starts between us that at home that extends like beyond. 10, 15 minutes around work, like we know there's something there to dig into, especially when it's as as passionate as we were getting this morning, when it's just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever yell at each other when we're no, doing we, that. We, no, we were, and we weren't yelling. We were in agreement about it. It was yeah. just the reminder. I mean, I think for me, it surfaced a lot of feelings, the reminder of like why we started this brokerage. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you you asked me about like sexual harassment in the industry. And I mean, every woman who has ever worked in a, a professional workplace, not even a professional workplace, but I, I think of like corporate America. But I mean, 
almost every woman I would say has experienced that. Yeah. And that's because it's not so much about sex, it's about a power dynamic. Right, right. And in so many cases, we're not in positions of power in our in our workplaces. Yeah. And that's where it, it is interesting in real estate and it was one of the things that like drove us um, into ownership, which is not the easiest thing if you know anything about real estate. Um, it's much, in my mind, we could have teamed up and been a successful sales team. Yeah, for sure. Um, this specific uh, decision to go into ownership for me had a lot to do with like, we're allowed to be successful saleswomen. We're allowed to drive so much of the industry. We get lots of accolades and pats on the back, but we're not in the rooms often where the policies are being made, uh, where the decision is made, where we're going to protect someone, yeah. where we're going to expose someone. Like, yeah. what are we going to lose in that? So it's it's important that we do sit in those positions. I think I think you made the important distinction in this where it's not about the sex, it's about the power dynamic. And can you explain like how you felt when this news came down or when you read about it? Like what were you feeling? I mean, not to take away the like the trauma that comes with the sexual element of it. I, I'm not suggesting that. Well, it was a consent, like in one case it was a consensual, so it was like, Right, you know I mean? right. Like, uh, it, I, I think it's it's just, it usually is an outgrowth of of that power component. I mean, access to things, the, mm -hmm. the retaliatory component of sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, just sort of the, the gaslighting of, of people. And again, it's that access to resources, access to opportunity, I mean, things that get shut down and real estate operates on this very like anyone can go anywhere, you know, you can be self-made, you can kind of climb the ladder. And there is a certain amount of that that you can do on your own. I think that's why women make such successful salespeople is because they can do that without permission. Yeah. There really isn't a lot of gatekeeping. But then when you start talking about getting into things like ownership or leadership positions in associations, I mean, so much of that is about who you know, who taps you on the shoulder, who mentors you, who yeah. like brings you along. And so changing the existing dynamic has to be very deliberate and very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some evidence that we're interested in doing that um, locally at our, at our state association. I see encouraging signs that that's happening, but then you have something like this that comes out that is so visible uh, so visible to the public, it undermines the public's trust in us as an industry. Yeah. It's very discouraging. Yeah. Like, and I have, like you mentioned your experience or every woman has experienced it. Is that like, I mean, it seems like a general statement, but also is that, how true is that? I mean, because I, I can say that in my situations, I can see how the power dynamic is there and I, and you can see how you can, people take advantage of it. And I have been in positions, just being speaking transparently and honest, I have been in positions where I could take advantage of yeah. my power, whether it was as a teacher, as an owner, or whatever. Right. Like those opportunities are just there. As a man but out like, in the world. Yeah, yeah, as a man out in the world. And, you know, like, especially if you know what I'm saying, you got like a little bit of swag and whatnot. But, uh, uh, wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, like, man, I'm trying, if we're being honest and transparent right. here, are we not? Like, because that does play into it. There's like this, this, there's just this line, especially in real estate, because I've been in education and there's like cool. the line is between teachers and students, not necessarily teachers to teachers necessarily. I mean, it is, but it's right. not, it's more there. Whereas in this industry, it's, there's this line between like workplace and social situations. And it's kind of blurred sure. all the time. Sure, and, sure. And, and I mean, 
Real estate is an industry where people are definitely encouraged to trade on their looks. I mean, you're highly visible, you're yeah, marketing your yeah. face in a way that you do not in many other industries. It's it's similar to other sales positions in that sense. You're a very forward-facing um, individual when you're right. in a sales position. That's that's not unusual. Um, you know, I, I think the, the reason so many women can relate to it is, um, I, I don't know, I think it's just baked into anything that's got a hierarchy um, and... If you're taught that your looks are something that you trade in to move up a certain ladder, mm-hmm. um, and then also your other contributions are either diminished or you don't have an opportunity to have your voice heard in other ways. I mean, that's that's why I'm saying like some of it is not all about a specific sexual advance. Um, I think some of it is about like being shot down, about not having an opportunity to be to be heard. That yeah. is about being the the woman potentially in the room or the person of color who's in the room mm-hmm. I mean, the, that your thoughts and your ideas um, aren't aren't being put forward. Yeah. And in one of the cases, I, I think the you, earlier, like in our conversation, you brought up retaliation, which I think, especially like as a former administrator, where we're always not always, but we're always looking out for sexual intimidation, harassment and bullying. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the pieces that's missing from that is the retaliation. Like there, that that oh. part that part doesn't get talked about enough, and that's the reason why people won't come out because it's just like I feel like this is, could be a Me Too moment. In some cases, it could turn into one. Um, just this, because this is, a like, massive, this is this is all over the place. But this it's is a random. challenge for our industry in terms of ethics in general, and and I think this is where like. But we all take code of ethics, right? So I mean, right? Just like just like fair housing laws realtors. exist, and so there's no discrimination anymore. I'm in, not trying in to be housing. facetious here. I'm, I'm trying but, my but, best to be. No, but that's but that is the that is the discussion and the argument that's surfacing, which is one of our points of difference is supposed to be our code of ethics. And so, you know, are we are we living by that? Are we adhering to it? And one of the things that we've run into as we've become more outspoken on fair housing issues yeah. is this idea of retaliation's very real yeah. in our industry in general because if you turn somebody else in, I mean the notion of an anonymous complaint doesn't go very far. And I and I understand right. that because obviously the person on the receiving end um has a right if you are wrongfully accused for some reason. I mean, you have a right to defend yourself, but there, I think a lot of things go unreported in this industry um, because you might have to do a deal with right. somebody and you don't right. want to hurt your client's position. Um, if you represent a, a buyer and you know somebody out there has shady practices, but they list a lot of houses, I mean, you have to represent your client's best interests. Yeah. Are, do you are like where do you go with that? Yeah. And that really, I think, is the opportunity for our associations to uphold those moral behaviors, you know, to uphold the code of ethics. And so that's why it is so discouraging when you see a breakdown um, Mm -hmm. at at a large level. I made the point this morning too, like, because different, we speak from a place of where we're at in our bubble. Mm -hmm. Like we are in a bubble, like like socially, economically, like at least realizing that we live in this bubble, we're educated, like all these other things, or went to college. I'm not saying that's all and all be yeah. all, but I'm just saying like that's a whole different world that we've been exposed to and kind of live in. And so when I went down south, for example, or in any, there might be other places where like it's where women, the gender roles are pretty clear and patriarchy is kind of accepted. 
in some in some situation it is that's yeah. just the reality and so i was making i'm pretty sure the patriarchy is alive and well everywhere across i mean it the is country. here just, too just like i'm just saying record. like just in general but i i think we're insulated from it because we work as a married couple and so a lot of times we don't and i'm cool with you doing your thing like i'm but like i it's good to know i was making well yeah i just that's yeah i was making the point that i can see how this is accepted in cultures, social social cultures where the dynamic is of more of a traditional gender role situation, like say in the South, for example, I know that there's some places where like women want to be taken care of by their men. They the, the men run the run they okay, run well, shit. The men run shit. Sexu- and sexual that's just harassment what it is. is not taking care of your woman. I'm not saying I'm not that's the extreme. But what I'm saying is is like it lends itself to these kinds of sure. things happening. So I'm just saying it just leaves a place for it just lets it seep in a little bit easier. That's all. In some in some dynamics, in some situations where gender roles are more, um, you know, traditional, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I just know that for me, um, I didn't spend very long in in a more corporate environment. I had I had some short stints, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that until a case like this comes up or a situation like this comes up that's so pronounced, I forget. Like when you talk about being in a bubble. That's the kind of bubble that I feel like I'm in where I realize like I go to work every day and yeah, I've got a lot of responsibility. We've got a company to run and employees to look after and agents to take care of, but I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff above me. You know, I don't have Mm. to deal with um, somebody just, I mean, the, boy, it's, it's very triggering to read those experiences and go like, yeah, that's why I've moved away from that. Like that's why I'm my own boss in conjunction with you um but you're not the boss of me you're my husband and that's a different <laughs> you're not the boss of me you're not i mean do you want to do that you want to <laughs> no, do that I'm right joking. now you are the boss of me no, but, but still though like i think that um i'd like to take some credit and and for that for <laughs> that you deserve that face you make. deserve for you deserve that credit. bubble um or at least allowing you to have that bubble because i think that it does take a because I am like coming from a male perspective, who's I'm still in that I still play I'm still around a bunch of dudes I right, was just right. in the gym this morning full of alpha dudes you know like I'm still in that world and so I understand like I I see where it and and this is a this how is different a, men feel about their wives how the gender right. roles play like everyone's different and this is a conversation so, that you and I have had before where where I'm like, hey, I'm just focused on work and getting from A to B, and I want this thing to happen. And you have said to me before, you don't understand how men think or talk. Like, I'm around men when you're not in the room, and it is is different. And I think that's one of the things when we talk about sort of like access and opportunity Mm -hmm. is that constant reminder, and we were discussing this this morning, that like, if you don't, you know, if you're not going out golfing, you're not participating in the dude stuff, you know, if you're not careful, you find yourself sort of playing the game that way. And I think that's where maybe that, that sexual harassment, like that opportunity sort of kicks up, not that women are creating the opportunity, but because we want to be in the room, we want to be a part of the conversation. We want to have the opportunities, but a lot of times they're happening over here and we do have to compromise certain things in order to get close to it. And again, going back to like, this is why it's so important for us to be at, as, as women, to be at different tables. Yeah. Um, and I applaud over and over again, California Association of Realtors for 
fostering and supporting the Woman Up initiative. I have flown from yeah, Washington dope. State to it's California really multiple times to participate because it's like it is possible to make space, to incubate that, to like women can lead themselves. They don't need a man teaching them how to be good leaders. We already have good leaders mm -hmm. in our in our midst, but um, it's a it's a different dynamic and it lets women rub shoulders with other inspiring leaders, yeah. um, which is part of what's happening in those spaces. I, I feel like... By the way, they were also one of the first organizations I saw to, to put a release out condemning the current situation, yeah. which I don't that, feel like is that hard to do. And I'm going to go ahead and put put every the industry on blast. Like, I woke up this morning and I'm looking, you know, my podcasts all refreshed because I got real estate podcasts, I got sports ones, whatever. But there wasn't one real estate, like, it was as if nothing happened, you know, like... Yeah leads this market da, 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 da. and i'm like rates. not one person is gonna talk about like this whole this this bombshell at least just a five minute something touch on it because if yeah. you're creating content like that for a living that's why like i i mean i broke this i broke the in season just to like make this because i felt like it was that important to talk about well and and the part is is that even if you're you're not like Again, we don't have enough information to truly dive into. Um, we have enough we don't information. Need information to talk about sexual harassment. No, like, no. Because Valerie, for example, wrote an article in July about this, well, about I mean, this, like, and 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 then cited the bus situation. I don't know what the, conference that was at, but from like years ago. Yeah. That, that, I and, mean, and nothing kind of happened. Nothing. Really, I mean, and here we are again. Right, but that was know? the same thing that happened when when that came up years ago like it is it is dismissed it's ignored the people who are involved continue to rise to success and and positions of sort of adoration like and i think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from is it's not and is it that hard to come forward and condemn sexual harassment to condemn intimidation you know to condemn um, discrimination and retaliation. I mean, I just, I think that is a non-negotiable position. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about like, what's our purpose as an organization, we were talking about this in the last couple of weeks where it's like, I mean, is what we do here that unique and that special? We're running a real estate company. We're dealing with, uh, you know, the market pullback like everyone else. We, we do those sort of or And we'll respect the people that walk through our doors, you know, that this will be a safe place um, to come. And it's crazy that that is apparently head and, head and shoulders um, above the norm. Do you want to get, do you want to get like more layered and deep with this conversation or do you want to like, have you gotten your, have you? What? What do you want? What do you want to ask? What do you so, want to ask? I'm not asking. I'm basically just going to state men are hornballs. I mean, like. Wow. Like I'm going horn, in. Hornballs is, is, is your word in. of choice. But like, I, I just feel like... It's a good thing we've known each other since elementary school. <laughs> no, this is for, the, this is for the dudes. This is for the dudes. Like, this is directed at them. It's not that hard to, to take your feelings or whatever the thing is. Like, how do you look at women or how are you... Like, it's not that hard. It's work, man. Like, I don't know. I just feel and, like there's... Like, people be so flagrant. And, and it's... And, I get, I'm disappointed. And the reason why I'm disappointed. Things like three to four times better. And I'm constantly like stepping over myself to figure, to make sure that I'm not being that way towards, towards women in the industry or any industry in general, because like I was raised by a single woman. 
like all the things Strong. I've I've seen it all. Yep. So I mean, I'm I'm very cognizant of that and I'm very sensitive to it. Um, and but gonna, there and is I, a lot, you know, like there's there's that line that especially like for someone that might not that might be single in the industry or a dude that's trying to like make it and yeah. whatever you got money flying all men but you know doing for instance the conference scene like i have seen lots of things and then there are a lot of a lot of guys who successfully navigate that space mm -hmm. there are friends of ours who were people that I could always count on to be a, a wingman, you know, who would yeah. be responsible and um, be somebody that I could spend time with and, and felt comfortable with. Like you seek certain people out. But I mean, it's a thing. You kind of have to have a game plan yeah, if you're sure. going into those spaces. Or even when you were in the education mm -hmm. field, like, like yeah, people, people act. People act up um, mm -hmm. when they get out the house. Like that's that's part of the deal. But um, we can decide how we respond to these things. Mm -hmm. Like like we can decide what we make excuses for, what the norms are. Um, we do get to decide that. Yeah, I think just the it's to me this it's, this stuff always comes down to like the flake, like how flagrant it is to me. Like I, I just be surprised that I'm like, damn, dude, we doing that. I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm shocked because I'm like, damn, that's, really, you're surprised. That's pretty forward. Like I mean, I'm not surprised, but there's like like what people do and want to have conceptual relationships and sex and whatever. That's their business. Like I'm not. Yeah. It's not that to me. It's just like how flagrant stuff be happening and when it happens. podcast entirely what's a different podcast i'm just i mean i mean it's it's all under I'm, the same umbrella I'm, i am personally much more concerned with what happens when you're in a boardroom you know you're at a meeting like the it's the more subtle stuff that worries me okay. because um to so, me tell me more about that oh wow look at yeah. your good listening yeah, is this your, this your podcast interviewer? Well, I'm going to turn back into an interview. I've okay. been talking too much. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I think it's it's harder to put to be able to say, like, that was retaliation for me not accepting your advances. Yeah, or that was, yeah, you know, those, yeah, are, those yeah. are the things that worry me. People who... Um, Drink too much and, and make poor decisions, or you know, and and regret it later. That is again not relating that back to this specific case, or um, I just mean industry at large, like the crazy stuff that we see at, at conferences and things. That is different to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the well, the stuff the stuff that I worry about. Yeah. It's yeah. the difficulty, again, of navigating spaces and, and who's going to draw the line, who's going to stand up, who is going to, you know, sort of hold. We've talked about this before. Like when you see that somebody else is in a compromised situation, who's got your back? Like who? And, and it does make a difference if somebody who is a little, who has more power than you do, who has something that they can lose for that matter. Yeah. I mean, that's another part and of I, it. I'm going to disagree with you on the conferencing because in our industry, that's where, or any industry, honestly, that's where the powerful people are. And that's where kind of the blur I talk about happens because it's like social, but it's, but there, but you still have all these titles and all these things and people who are whoever. And so to me, there's, it's like a part of it. Yeah. Um, but the workplace piece. Networking. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's that power dynamic. There's always that power dynamic. And so 
Um, but what makes what makes real estate it's not the, unique? It's not the actual behaviors. It's the power dynamic piece of that because right. that's where all the people congregate and gather and want to see whoever have a meeting with so and so or whatever. But but you know? money. I think we're getting to the root of this, which is money. <laughs> I mean, money is at the root of a lot of problems. But what makes our industry unique is that so many people are operating just on commission, you know, on compensation. Uh, check your ability to take care of your family, your ability to pay your mortgage may ride on like, did you make a good connection? Did you network? Yeah, did you yeah, get that's... some referrals at, and, and not to like, I, I don't want to put too much energy into the conference space specifically. It is one space where things happen. Great but, things happen. But, but, it, but it could but be like... at the chamber of commerce. Yeah. It could be at a broker's open and somebody comes at you sideways and you've got to now make a decision. Am I going to, Here, yeah. um, because you know, I think most of the ladies out there would say you get to a point where you learn how to handle that. I don't think we're talking about that kind of um, sexual harassment all the time. I, I think a lot of it is the the more subtle stuff. And I'm on a committee with somebody. You know, I'm working in um, at a at a company, and they maybe have opportunities for me. Yeah. Am I am I going to shadow them? Am I going to? And you don't get paid if you don't take advantage of some of those opportunities. Yeah. And we go around and we say that as an industry, just get in and, and go make it happen for yourself. But when when certain doors get closed to you, it's a lot harder yeah. and to I make wanna, that happen. And here's the other layer. So I was gonna talk about the layer, when I talk about the layers, like the blurring, but also let's talk about the racial discrimination part of this because that's, that's important too. Right. Uh, you're talking about a black woman who came forward and then you know, had these allegations and he had threatened to, you know, for her to lose her job. Yeah. And and then when she said, it's be, I feel like it's because of my race, I already know what the response typically is, mm -hmm. which is it, it's not a race thing. I'm yeah. like, but, uh, no, no, it is oh. like there is there is an element to that, because let's here's another layer. Black women scorned or black women coming at you is different than a white woman coming at you. Let's just be real. Like it's a little, and so that's a different, it's just a dynamic that I think we need to pay attention to. And well, and, and I mean, in terms of just believing yeah. black women in general, yeah. like it's yeah, just at the bottom of the totem pole. Experiences so I'm glad there. this is happening right yeah, now. Yeah, put in, put in so forward. So this is all layered in terms of you got the sexual harassment piece and the retaliation and intimidation piece, and then you have the race well, the, piece. The intersectionality in our industry, I mean, when, when you're talking about, and that's why I keep saying, like, I don't think this is just about sex. I think so much of it is about just discrimination, the ability to silence someone, the ability to shame someone, the ability to, and, and then, and like that's what makes it so unique in this industry. Um, and we have an opportunity at our you know company level, at our individual practitioner level, at our association, both local, state, and national, to say that this isn't acceptable mm. and I'm not, hearing enough of that yeah. because we also know, and I mean, this is where this gets deeply personal for us, that it's like when you're trying to bring people into the industry, you're trying to make space for people. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that doesn't get talked about that yeah. impacts 
I mean, they'll just exit the industry. It might be that their that their mentor made them uncomfortable. All right. So let's say that you are acting president of the National Association of Realtors right now. You had to step in. What's your first move? Well, like, well, how do we fix this? We not, to, it don't even have to be the president. Just in general, like, how do we solve this in terms of just the industry? Well, it's and, it, and every industry. Sorry. Yeah, hey, no problem. So just just. Fix yeah, every I need industry, you to fix every sexual, industry sexual harassment, discrimination. And so I, need, I, need, I need it all solved. Perfect. Right all right. I need 30 seconds and let me outline my, <laughs> my plan for you. We, I feel like it circles back to the conversations we've had also about, like, say, politics, where it's like, you know, the issues that. And, like, you know, you kind of start here and you focus on. Okay, we, we've done this in our company. Mm. How do we hold our local association accountable? Because we do have some influence over that. Mm. You know, in most spaces, most of you have influence over that also. How do you hold your state association accountable? There's a lot of money going into that. We have an incredibly powerful lobby even here in our own state. And then how does that ripple out nationally? Um, but we have a code of ethics that should And we've been calling it out relative to fair housing. And we're seeing like the, like there's a 10-5 Instagram account, right? That's getting some traction. Um, as with everything, I'm sorry that it takes a, a difficult event to like push it forward, but it is time for us to do something about that. Yeah. The code of ethics has been around for a very long time. It is a, it, it could be a powerful like guiding document, mm -hmm. but without active enforcement, um, even again. to the men who say, well, I didn't mean it. It was, um, it wasn't, I didn't mean it to be that way. It was just a subtle gesture. Like it was just subtle. Cause a lot of times that's what it is. Like when you say you're concerned, I know what you're talking about because yeah, a lot of it, a lot of time it is the subtle small stuff. Right. It but might, that's, but that's, might but that's how or it might be a this or you know what I mean? Like, but that's how that's how people get gaslit, and and um, it's not just women. Right? Like, oh, it's mm. the it's the intent versus impact conversation that we've had so much, mm. and I think that goes back to believing people when they describe their experiences, uh, because that's how we've kept people in line and kept people quiet is to to blow it off. It's not a big deal. I was just joking. I mean, any woman can tell you that they have, um, and again, I really don't want to make this unique to women's experience because I think it's it's a lot of different people. Sure, I know with sexual harassment before. Yeah. Okay, wow. <laughs> I'm joking. That's, uh, but, but, uh, that's how it gets. That's how it gets blown off, and yeah. you feel like yeah. nobody hears me, nobody believes me, sure. um, and it is real. Yeah, and I, I, you know, having dealt with this as an administrator, I mean, I have mm -hmm. students come to me all the time, and you know, when it's H, we call it HIV harassment, intimidation, and bullying, and in a lot of cases, it was sexual because mm -hmm. it was between a guy and a girl. Um, but let's be clear, it can happen between women, it can happen between and a guy, men, and like, men and men. like it doesn't matter, like we, it, I've seen it all, yep. I've seen it all. Um, and you know, the way you just had to handle it, it didn't matter what the, who did, I, I, I went into it, so I have someone come in and they state this, 
And then as I'm doing the investigation, it's less about like what actually happened and more about how did we even get here? Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what, what were some of the behaviors that, that you had control over that you could have solved? And this is why I'm talking to the men. It's just like, you can control a lot of this stuff. Like you can control a lot of it. Well, also getting and, past those checkpoints and that's where like organization. At the first report, instead of yeah, and, and here, like for me, I don't feel like it's gonna go away right off the bat. Like yep. men, it, men are different, men, women are different. Like it is what it is. The industry that we're in, I'm not saying that it can't. I'm just saying that that's a big that's a big undertaking. I will say this: if you're in leadership positions, no different than when I talk about racism and stuff like that. Like you don't get to be a white supremacist and lead and serve the community. Like, you can go do that over there or whatever. I'm not going to change the way you think, but, like, you don't get to be serving people at but, a large but, level. But and the comes, same thing goes for this. Like, you don't get to be a leader if you have, if this is the behavior that you're exhibiting. Right. If your organizational structure allows for sexual harassment to creep through unchecked, it probably allows for racist behaviors and homophobia 100%. and other types of discrimination to filter through mm-hmm. unnoticed. And I, I think that's that's the concern, this particular um, situation is very concerning, but it is we're not serving our membership and serving our communities the way we should be and and I'm really worried that it's going to undermine positive progress like on conversations around fair housing, for example, mm-hmm. and how do we close some of the uh, disparities? how do we um, make positive changes? how do we welcome more people into the industry? Who the hell wants to be in the industry when this is the headline for us? Like, yeah. that's not very encouraging. Well, I mean, I think that it's a it's a great starting point. Talk. I want to see somebody okay. make some changes. So that's why I asked, what you about to do? You about to run for president? Like, what's up? Chavi just said in the article that she wants to she's un- She's officially un- <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot more qualified people than me. But, but we... But we take the time to speak up, right? We take the time to hold our association accountable at the local level where we know each other at the association. You know, like that's one of the reasons that I make the time in in that space. And then I think asking for accountability. I think like this, like a lot of things, um, you know, when it's the main headline, Yes, we're paying attention to it. We make the changes and do whatever, just like we talking about racism and all that. Like now, it's not it's not in vogue. So like we ain't talking about it. Also, like systemic change is low and not fun, slow. and somebody has to do that work of rewriting policies. So and... how do we keep this at the forefront of conversation, along with all of the other isms uh, that we have? I mean, because you have people you have people who who don't want to hear this. They ain't trying to talk about this. They're trying to like make their money have fun. I mean, and guess what? Newsflash, so am I. <laughs> but right. I can't right. I can't just see this stuff happen and not speak on it though. Like it don't work that way. We're we're all responsible. But that's for this. but that's one of the other issues that you and I always get in dialogue about, which is it's like the impacted parties who also have to carry the weight of making the change, right. who also have to take time out of their day to volunteer on that committee or to write a letter to someone or ask that that their voice be heard. And so part of the change is other people who have not been affected, white men, I'm talking to you, like st- 
Women. There's lots of good people. I have met some of the most wonderful people through our um, work in real estate. So it's not that, but people have to step forward and demand change. And I'm just, I'm not seeing enough of it, especially in the wake of something this big. I want to talk about something. This is, we can end on this. Um, And this is not trying to be self-serving or whatever, but talk to me about how like the dynamic here with the men that we have at this office, because I feel like there's a specific, and we talk about this a lot and be upfront, like there's a specific kind of, of energy that you have to have to work here at, at Whitmer Abode when I'm talking about this. I, because like, yeah, I think it's relevant. It's a women, it's a woman ran like company and black man ran company. So <clears throat> what is that? How, how, how do you, what does that look like to you? Like, I, I don't know what that looks but like we, as a woman. Like, We can't not bring those lenses into our decision-making process. So, for instance, like, if we're having a dialogue with someone, we're going to believe the things that they're telling us mm-hmm. be, because, based on our own lived experiences. So, but lots of different organizations, lots of real estate companies. And, and again, I know there's great people out there who would like to open their doors and welcome people in, but they have to do some of the work, some of the cultural competency, you know, some of the things yeah, that we've talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. in order to make that space. I do want to like give our fellas a complete shout out. I mean, yes, some of it sure. I think is generational. Um, these guys can hang with the manliest of men if they need to, just in case people are... Like, oh, you know, I'm sure you are able to help any person who walks in through the door with care and respect. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what matters to me. And you do need to be able to serve all kinds of different clients. Maybe that's not your niche or your base, but you need to be able to help people with respect and let them feel safe inside of a, a transaction. And that's the part is like we're being invited into the most intimate parts of people's lives when they are the most vulnerable, you know, deaths, divorces, like really and and kind in what you do. Um, and that's not everybody's jam. I get it. Some people want to hire a realtor who doesn't ever like touch on those those feelings, but we're harming a lot of people who don't have access to someone good and respectful. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's my worry. And and the net result, kind of going back to like the conversation about how we're we're messing with people's money because we're not creating good work environments. Yeah. We are also messing with people's wealth and their housing security. Respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, a concern. And and for as as men, I think that we all have our work to do in terms of misogyny and what we um, consume, like we talk about that all the time. Like I listen to a lot of music. I mean, I listen to music that that has misogyny in it or whatever. And I I, I also want to acknowledge that that world exists. I can't like sit here and be like, oh, like this, and act like it's not a thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like because yep. I got people in all kinds of different spaces, and if I go over it in this space, it's like accepted. You know, and it just is what it is by all, everyone in there. You know, women, men grandpa's grandma's like i'm like huh interesting yeah you know like and so that's what i mean by the bubbles and just figuring out and that's why i say i'm not going to be able to change everything but i think if you're going to be in a leadership position of a national of a national organization like yeah you can't
And I still, it's, we still have to work on and reflect on because you have a lot of men who might hear me say that and then kind of deny it because I was at first. I was like, nah, I'm good. It's it. But I do acknowledge it. And it is what it is. But I, I, think the, I think the concern is, I mean, clearly, I not, not all black men are the same. Not all white women are the same. Not like, you know, not there's, there's the same. weird, right? Interchangeable. But the... That is, I think, often our mistake, which is if we just um, reform these groups of people, if we just evolve. And the podcast Maybe doesn't know what I'm doing, then I'm wiping stuff off your face. Yeah. It's fine. Um, we have to change the systems because, first of all, it's too labor intensive to like try to change all the individuals. That's, mm -hmm. that's how you sort of burn yourself out. Even like the conversations you and I have had about like what change can we really affect in our lifetime? Like how do we sustain ourselves with with so many problems to be tackled and, and so many issues to be dealt with? Yeah. How do we sustain ourselves? So we got to turn and work on the When we're talking about uh, the National Association of Realtors, there's going to be a new president. I mean, that yeah. that changes um, over and over and over again. So the expectations of the organization have to be what change. The policies, yeah. the systems, because the people are going to move through. But we have, we have the code of ethics. Okay, we already talked about this. Okay. We, have to, we have to create more enforcement around it. Like okay. we really have to be willing, just like a, a real estate office that has a crappy practitioner or somebody who intimidates company culture, we as an industry cannot continue to keep people on board because they're paying dues. Yeah. We have to be willing to cut people loose, reduce our membership, you yeah. know, suffer the consequences of upholding those standards. And, you know, I think... It's going to mess with some people's money. I'm advocate here, but like, you're going to have... And yes, it is hard. So like, you might have men that are like, well, I mean, you mean to tell me I can't like give someone a compliment or I can't pay attention to what you're doing because that's what women got to do. Like that's what other people got to well, do. Like, yeah, you got to watch what you say and like be accountable for your actions. It's not, that's not actually a novel, it's a novel concept. And I, guess, I, and I think like, most people would say that like a one time overstepping isn't going to that's, be the undoing of someone. Yeah, that's what people we we make mistakes. We yeah. you know we we say things we shouldn't sometimes. If you're in a good relationship with somebody, meaning you're respecting them, you know you're you're showing up correct. And and it's seen as sexual harassment. I don't the, I don't have enough information to <laughs> come to a conclusion around this. Because uh, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. Like it, uh, in a lot of ways, it might be shooting a shot, and that's what I'm just saying. I think I, that as it, a dude, I, it's like no, I'm just shooting my this shot. This is like, the same, but okay. So here's the same thing we keep circling around to. What is the power dynamic? That's exactly. Is it? That's is why it two, I like. To, that's why. Is I like it two to equals? To you know who are. have the ability or do I have the ability mm -hmm. to block access to things that you need like do yeah. am I going to impact your livelihood I think and I want to end on that because I think that that is the key I mean this is happening at your local AT&T store you walk into the mall and go to the AT&T store chances are there's probably some type of dynamic like this happening right. especially with little managers that are like 25 but I would like but, 21 year old but I think uh, most corporations probably have more 
stringent policies and I'm our, just telling you it happened. You need to tell me that sexual harassment happens. I'm telling you it happened. Yeah, thanks. I this is one is I don't need you to mansplain to me. I'm pretty clear on sexual harassment. All, all this whole episode, by the way. Like you're literally mansplaining right now. No, I'm just telling you I haven't mansplained. You just mansplained that you haven't mansplained. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, I, I'm I, I'm clear on sexual harassment and mm -hmm. when and how it happens. Um, okay. Even though now that I'm things that you'd like to say about this as we close, um, you know, pretty big, pretty big situation going on here. It's still developing. Obviously, we're still in the same week. It's still fresh. I'm sure there's going to be think pieces all over the place in the next coming days. But like, but I mean, I we we I, we don't need. I don't think we need a lot of pondering as to how it happened. I think we need to stand up and say that we're not going to tolerate this in our organizations and. opportunity yeah. because saying it doesn't happen over here or um, that was it was one person it was one situation um, debating who we believe which of course is incredibly frustrating but um, that just distracts us from the main issue which is we have to make systemic change and as leaders we have to be willing to say we're not going to tolerate this within our own organization and whether it's sexual harassment or you know discrimination of another kind being strong enough to leave aside and let them know that like the way they've approached you uh, made you uncomfortable mm -hmm. before it harms someone else who maybe doesn't have the the access and opportunity that you do. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. Like I can blow off a lot of things, especially at this point in my life, mm -hmm. that I couldn't have twenty years ago. Yeah. And so, how can I help other? other people in our space, in our industry, um, try to protect them a little bit. Mm -hmm. You didn't have me, you had me protecting you. Yeah. You know, they were only scared of you in college. That was the only <laughs> place where people steered clear. Um, well, no, I think that this is... What about this, you? What are you going to do? What are men going to do? I'm already doing it. I mean, I feel like I do it every day. I, I said... Like even on the other day, like, what do you think? Well, I'm like, man, I'm finna go get on a podcast about this because I feel like I, I want to reach more people with it, with what I, how I feel about this. I mean, I feel like there's, there's just work to be done. And when I'm in my circles or if I see it, then I need to call it out, you know, like, and, and that's just, but again, we're in a bubble where I feel like I'm in a bubble where that it's not prevalent here, but maybe maybe I need to get in other bubbles or I don't know, maybe I need to be looking for it more diligently. I don't know. So well, we, we have sons to talk to, to educate and make sure yeah, that, sure. Uh, you know, they're in the right place. But I do think there is something to that bubble dynamic because it's like, I know whenever this happens, I think, Ooh, I've cultivated a space that, that feels very comfortable. And that doesn't mean we don't have work to do outside of our space. And well, inside and of our space. To other leaders, you know, like being in touch with other leaders, being in those circles and talking about it and being. 
and the reason why I say that the bubble piece and like getting outside of that is because like if we were saying because it's noted I experienced that on the other end when we're talking about racism and stuff like that. They're like, well, and you have white people like, well, what do I do? And I'm like, right. well, I mean, you ain't ever around black people, so I don't know what you can do or, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you have to like get out of your own little bubble and right. go talk to some other people, be in other spaces, see something happen. And I think you can have influence that way. And so that's why like that's how I plan on like hopefully take it you know just keeping this top of mind but i think all of the isms are top of mind all the time for me so like i just live yeah. in that world and that's why i say like it's frustrating for me because i'm constantly like stepping around all this stuff all the time right and having to speak on it all the time and it's like no actually i'm trying to be dope and have a good dope business and be the best at what we do and make dope content and 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 right you know, it's, it's not like we like, don't have other things to do i'm trying to do exactly what you're doing but you don't have to carry we this not, weight. We, yeah, I'm over here with the 50 pound backpack on, trying to. No water, no boots, just Crocs. I mean, you do love your Crocs, so don't act like that's a problem. You over here got sand blasters, doom buggies. Okay, you have no idea what it takes to get through the desert, so let's not itemize. <laughs> I ain't never let's, been to the desert. <laughs> let's, let's not itemize. Anyway, I'm here. just messing with you, but like, I'm, I'm, you know, I just think that it's, it's important, and so there's, I'll, there, I'll, there's, reflect and do my work too. But there's opportunity for everyone to step up. And in an honest conversation with your staff or people in your office, which is like, do you feel safe here? Is there anything like have these circumstances? Think about the kinds of conversations we have with our sons where it's like, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever felt this way? Like, do you have what you need? Do you have someone you could talk to? I mean, not assuming that your team brokerage, you know, realtor association, like, is immune to these things or you've already handled them, mm -hmm. which is a great reminder for us. I mean, we yep. should be having those. But that is no excuse for not um, really checking in head on. So I think that's something that everyone could be doing right now and should be doing instead of just focusing on that's happening over there to those people. Mm -hmm. And that's a bad person in a bad situation. Not me. Yeah, looking inside. Not me. You know, it's that's not what, here. That's why I think that this whole conversation, it's not about him or her or the victims. I mean, it is. It, it, is. it is. Yeah. It is. And I'm saying that just But that makes it. Yes, for sure. And just making sure that um, we talk about the systemic piece. So I'm, that's mm -hmm. my hope for moving forward is not getting caught in the weeds of like, who he says, she said, all oh, him, yep. this, that. And I'm like, nah, let's talk about the whole big thing and what your role in this is. And, and how it got what to this. What my role in this how is. How did it get to this point? Like, yeah, like, and I think that that's, no, it's, and I think that's the blueprint for all of these ism conversations. Like, yeah. Not talking about like, oh, that thing over there, like what happened? Oh my God, that's horrible. He should be dead, dead, dead. work first and be like all right this is where i'm at with it i know i got work to do and, and you're raising an so, important point which is you can't um sort i'm looking for like you can't regulate shitty people y you mm -hmm. know like there, there is also a part of this where it's like yes you can set up rules and checkpoints and and accountability and all those things but like yeah there's gonna be some some bad people out there um and don't tolerate them inside of your organizations. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know people
it's easier not to tolerate them, especially, in, and I'll say like this is what's specific about this industry is, um, whereas in say education where it came from, you have to go the through outcome, the union. The outcome, well, that part, but also the outcome. My my salary is not dictated by the outcome of, of this situation. So yeah, I can let that person go. I can go hire someone right. else. Like my, right. my that doesn't dictate my outcome. It might right. dictate the culture and like the role that person had and the relationships or whatever. And I might have to like, but here, if you're saying that, well, this agent like me getting rid of this agent or whatever they're a yeah. top producer like that that messes up my bottom line like right as a as a as a, i'm speaking from an owner putting my owner hat on that messes up my bottom line and i'm not well i'm not trying to do that we're gonna go and try to rectify all right cool he's gonna be good well and, and i'll keep it moving or yeah. she's gonna be good whatever if it's a man woman child whatever and you know i know but, uh, i made a reference to like a corporate life before but it's like pretty much every female agent has had an inappropriate interaction mm -hmm. with a potential client, with somebody in an open house, mm -hmm. with a neighbor, you know, and had to make a decision between like, can I tolerate this dude? You know, do I, do I take the chance of, of getting paid here? Or is this too uncomfortable for me? Or can I set some appropriate boundaries? Yeah. Like that's a day in and day out thing. And we, as successful realtors get comfortable with But sometimes people don't feel like they have those right, those choices. Have option. Yeah. So I mean, I think that that's a specific thing, I and mean, that's for another discussion for another day. But um, I think we've covered all the things. But thank you for coming on. I hopefully you uh, come on this podcast a little bit more. This wow, way to get the passive aggressive jab in there at the end. That's not passive aggressive. I was just asking you to be on the podcast more. There's there's um, background. There's there's context to that. It's fine. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Hopefully, hopefully you got some out of that. You on us, uh, what you think? Maybe we said something that you disagree with. Cool. Email us and see. And, and Dave likes to argue. You know, no, no, I'm not trying to uh, it, look. If you come in my if you come into the inbox, like talking mess or doing whatever, like I probably won't respond. But like if it's some some building, if we're trying to build and think critically on this, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I want to hear what everybody has just, to say. I was this. just going to say, I'm, I'm yeah. interested in what other suggestions yeah, people sure. have on, on how to make change, you know, how to make widespread change. Mm -hmm. um, Nine is coming up, so real soon. Peace.